How to win a bar fight and practice diplomacy while negotiating a bounty on your head. From Civil Wars, Whistleblower Tactics, Schematic Drafting, and the Finer Points of Sith Adoption, The Essential How-To Guide for the Engineering Jedi, by Jack Daw read by Sam Gabriel, based on the works of George Lucas. Content warnings available in description. Chapter 4 and draws me in like water through a funnel. Basking in the sun and late summer warmth, Zev thought that for all the hassle it was to get on the Academy's roof, it might just be worth it. Never mind that said roof was effectively nothing more than the mountainside above the western wing of the school that served in that role solely due to the fact that the Academy was directly carved into it. Adjusting himself back against the comfortably mossy rock he'd installed himself against, Zev closed his eyes as he reveled in the warmth and calm of the mountainside. Far above the hustle and bustle of the academy, he could find some peace and quiet away from increasingly invasive and toxic rumor-mongering of his fellow students. Sure, it had taken some minor feats of mountaineering that he hadn't often employed since leaving his former academy— but it was worth it, just to be assured that there was likely damn near no one in the entire facility below him who would think to look for him up here. It had only been a few days since he'd received his exam results, but it nearly felt like three months with how much things had ramped up since then. Gossiping activities and non-stop soliciting were the order of the day, even as he was supposed to be taking it easy. Or should have been able to take it easy. Until the ceremony, Zev effectively had a free schedule, since he had to do none of the schmoozing and networking that the other students had to do at the upcoming gathering to hopefully secure themselves a plush position somewhere in the core. Not that any of them would be looking to join Death Squadron as the gate of the gathering loomed ever closer, but with more than one company in court hoping to skim off promising students of high pedigree and with the school year on Quark being synced to the arrival of Death Squadron as it was, the gathering was on everyone's minds and lips. Unfortunately, though, the upcoming event still wasn't loud enough to drown out their obsession with gossip over their fellow students, and with him having passed his exam, bets, which were disturbingly morbid more often than not, were on as to what was going to happen to him once the gathering did arrive. Clearly, there were no rules against trying to collect early or influence the betting, as more students than ever now had the audacity to walk up to Zev and posit to him their own increasingly dark and grisly theories about what was to happen to him and ask for confirmation. It had taken only so many times of saying no comment or otherwise pointing out that he was under oath not to say anything before he finally decided to start trying to avoid the student body altogether. And that wasn't even accounting for the ways the staff tried to get him to do the preparations for the upcoming ceremony for them, with more than three-quarters of the faculty apparently convinced that he had some kind of insight as to what was going to happen on graduation day, which, granted, he did, but even if he wasn't restricted by an NDA, he wouldn't have told them. They had started making attempts to rope him into helping organize the ceremony, apparently in an attempt to make it more palatable to his benefactor. Pointing out that, as a student who was neither a part of the faculty nor the student council, he had no authority or obligation to help in the organization of an annual academy event, had only helped in the sense that it had gotten some of the professors to back off the first few times, now, a couple of days later, not even that seems to be much of a deterrent. The only upside was that Quinn, his dorm mate, was firmly on his side during this whole debacle, 
courtesy of the fact that people had actually started becoming bold enough to knock on their door to ask either for confirmation of rumors or his opinion on one aspect of the upcoming ceremony's decor or another as of two days ago. After the first time someone had come knocking looking for answers they had no right to, Quinn had firmly told the clique of heiresses to one set of companies or another to go fuck themselves and not come back, slamming the door with a bang loud enough that the catharsis still flowed through Zev now. But when the next day had come, and there had been another two knocks on their door before midday, enough had been enough. Zev had told Quinn to stick a note on the door saying he wasn't in, and to let them search the dorm for him if they didn't believe him if it became necessary so that the rumor of his absence was spread. After that, he'd packed a bag with some snacks, liquids, and entertainment, and climbed to the place above the school where he now found himself, namely a small plateau in the mountainside that was damn near idyllic. Soft, moss-covered rocks, a clear pond of water nestled in a natural basin on the plateau that was fed by a stream that seeped out of the cliffside, a small grove of trees drank from the crystal-clear water, and flowers and grass grew out from in between them. Overall, it was a small oasis of calm that had been clearly found either rarely by the students over the years, or not at all, if the lack of trash and other marks of visitors was anything to go by. Either way, it made the perfect place for Zev to wait out the last few days of his isolation before he could finally bid farewell to the hellhole in a shiny white marble shell that lay below him. He frowned as something began to buzz in his pocket and sighed, scratching his last thought. It would be the perfect place if there hadn't been any calm reception that people could use to bother him with. Groaning as he shifted over to fish the irritating little device out of his pocket, he unlocked it to see what was making all the fuss. Squinting against the glare of the sun, he could barely make out the notifications on the dark screen that Quim was leaving him a whole string of frantic messages. That was probably important. Heaving himself upright, he stumbled over to one of the more shaded areas on the plateau and selected the messaging center, only to stare wide-eyed at the contents of them. Quinn, the Jazz Man Hey, Zev, there's a hollow call request for you on our station. Quinn, the Jazz Man Should I tell them you're out? Quinn, the Jazz Man Man, I hope you're getting these, because I'm going to have to send them something back eventually. Quinn, the Jazz Man <laughs> Quinn, the Jazz Man Veers, you pick up your con right now, man! Quinn, the Jazz Man. Zev! Quinn, the Jazz Man. Bro! Quinn, the Jazz Man. Bro, why the fuck are you getting a call from Luke Lars? Quinn, the Jazz Man. Luke motherfucking Lars is waiting on the other end of that call, man! What the fuck do I do? Quinn, the Jazz Man. Do I pick up? Quinn, the Jazz Man. Veers, get your fucking con, man! Quinn, the Jazz Man. I can't let Luke Lars go to voicemail, bro! Quinn, the Jazz Man. I just fucking can't! Quinn, the Jazz Man. Zebulon Veers, get your ass over here! Yeah, definitely important. Sighing, he quickly selected the call option next to Quinn's contact and waited for the connection to establish. Not even a second later, the call connected, and Zev was treated to Quinn's frantic voice. Fucking force, finally! Quinn hissed into the comm, voice sounding more than a little frayed at the edges. Zev, bro, there's an interceptor call coming in from a high-clearance code. Why the fuck does it register as Luke Lars to our contact list? Zev sighed and quickly headed back to where his bag was as he started walking. Probably because that's the name I input when I got the code, Quinn, he snarled back, nerves already starting to tense as the situation began to sink in, and probably because that is Luke Lars on the other side of the line. 
A sound like air escaping a pressure valve came across the line as he heard Quinn scrambling for something. Veers! He snapped out, barely under his breath as if he was afraid Luke would hear him from the thousands of light years away he still had to be. Why the fuck do you have Luke Lars's comm code? Because he gave it to me! Zeph snapped back. Quinn's panic started to fuel his own unease at the situation despite his best attempts. Just pick up the call and tell him I'm on my way back. I'll be there as soon as I can. Oh, hell fucking no, bro. Quinn exclaimed before he could cut the connection. You're not leaving me alone. What the fuck do I even do? What is even going on? Why the fuck is he calling? What How am I supposed to know? Zev shouted in an odd hiss as he tried to stifle the frantic sound, slinging his bag over his shoulder and heading for the bushes that hid the narrow ravine through which he found the plateau as fast as he dared go with the loose rocks underneath. Just answer the call, Quinn! Thankfully, sounds of activity started to filter through the connection after a few seconds, and Zev relaxed marginally as he heard the telltale sound of buttons being pressed, signaling that Quinn had finally started the process of picking up the call. Fuck, 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 force, fucking force! Quinn muttered into the comm as more sounds of screens being tapped filtered through to his end of the comm. What the fuck is even happening? What the fuck do I even do? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I hope that's not what you're planning to greet Luke with when you pick up. He snarked as he tried to step from rock to rock as fast as he could without slipping, his entire capacity for concentration split between not tripping and cracking open his skull on a rock, and ensuring that Quinn didn't get him fired before he even started his first day. Well, excuse me for having a bit of a moment at the fact that Luke fucking Lars is calling, and that I'm going to have to fucking talk to him, while I still have fucking crumbs on my shirt from eating chips on the couch while watching a fucking movie! Quinn snapped back as he continued tapping away, quick brushing sounds being heard over the comm as he presumably tried to fix at least one of those situations. What do I even say to him? Zev groaned as he balanced on a log of a large storm-felled tree that neatly led him from the higher ledge the ravine opened up on to the exposed decorative ledge that wrapped around the mountain cliffside and made up the facade of one of the open-air hallways of the western wing. Resolutely not looking down into the dizzying abyss that was just below him, he tried to think of something to say to Quinn, but ultimately could only think to mutter out for Quinn to hold on for one moment as he descended. Carefully kneeling down on the log, he began to crawl along as fast as he could without risking his balance. It may not be the most graceful or dignified manner of doing things, but whenever he glimpsed the dizzying fall below, he decided that dignity had nothing to do with anything at the moment, and all he needed was to get down ASAP before Quinn did something stupid. Shivering as the wind blew around and through him, Zev thanked whatever was listening when he made it to the ledge in one piece. Almost rolling off of the log, Zev was grateful that, while it wasn't particularly wide, the ledge was still large enough to comfortably facilitate a faster pace than a crawl or careful shuffle. Shaking off the slight daze he found himself in, he scrambled to get his comm back in hand, just in time to hear Quinn continue his freakout. Fuck, 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 it's connecting. He heard Quinn mutter into the comm sounding very much like his nerves were entirely shot. Zev, bro, I really hope you're trying to make it in good time. Quinn! He called out over the wind that was starting to pick up. Quinn! Dude! Just calm down, you'll be fine. Luke's, well, he's seen far worse. Just talk to him and try to be natural about it. Force, please let Quinn not blow this for him. Act natural! Quinn's voice was shrill enough that the sound coming out of the calm started to crackle, and Zev shot the little device a concerned look. Do you even comprehend how useless? He abruptly cut off, and before Zeb could ask why, he understood. With three cheerful chimes, the comm station signaled the connection had established, and another voice joined the conversation. There we go, the connection. Uh, hello? 
I have to admit, you're not the person I expected to see. A familiar voice sounded distantly over the comm, and Zev had to resist freeing up a hand to slap his forehead as he speed-walked along the ledge when Quinn squeaked out an unintelligible sound. Quinn! Zev barked into his comm as he finally came up to the ledge where the ornate overhang gave way to a crack in the facade, allowing him access to the hallway below. For fuck's sake, man, introduce yourself! Swinging his bag out of the way and keeping his comm firmly tucked between his ear and shoulder, he sank down to the edge of the crack, swung his legs over it, flipped over, and allowed himself to start sinking down. Thanking his father again for his height, when he felt the balustrade of the hallway with his toes, he carefully felt out the safe space to stand, and dropped down, immediately letting gravity roll him forwards into the hallway instead of backwards into the dizzying drop below. Uh, uh, hi, I'm, uh, I'm Quinn. Quinn managed to stammer out in an approximation of an introduction, as Zev took a moment to let his body absorb the shock of the jump. Groaning for more reasons than just the landing he'd stuck from a greater height than his knees would have liked, Zev nearly wanted to sink through to the ground on Quinn's behalf when he heard Luke's voice again. Well, hi, Quinn. It's nice to meet you. My name's Luke, and I don't mean to be rude, but would you happen to know one Zev Veers? Luke's voice came in over the calm, distant, but as calm and pleasant as could be and Zev shivered slightly as he remembered everything that voice could inspire someone to spill in just several hours if given the chance. He really hoped he could get there before Quinn spilled anything that could prove to be a problem. I'm... uh... Quinn stammered out, sounding very much like he didn't know Zev, and fuck, that could be a problem if he didn't do something quick. Force, Quinn! he yelled into the comm, taking off in a speedy jog towards their dorm. Either say that you know me and I'm on my way, or put me on speaker! That, thankfully, seemed to have an effect. Scrambling sounds filled the comm's audio for a moment, but with a chime, Zev knew that Quinn had managed to switch the comm settings to speaker mode. You're on speaker, Zev. Quinn barely managed to get out, and Zev nearly breathed a sigh of relief. Thanks, dude, he said breathlessly as he skidded around another corner. Luke, he said, switching his focus of address as he nearly flew through the intersection and into his own hall. I'm almost there. Give me a minute to get back to the dorm, okay? Zev! He instantly heard over the comm, much clearer than before and sounding like it belonged to someone who was rightly beaming. It's good to hear you again! And don't worry, I can wait. Vader's agreed to lend me his comm station for an hour to make the calls I need to, so I've got the time. He nearly tripped over his own feet and went sprawling once what Luke said fully registered, and evidently Quinn wasn't doing much better. Vader! He managed to squeak out. And for a brief second, Zev wandered through the haze if this wouldn't all end with Quinn falling into a dead faint. You mean Lord Darth Vader? Hmm? Luke hummed, sounding slightly confused. Well, yeah, who else? Oh, admit I didn't think it was a common name in the galaxy, but if you know another Vader, I apologize for the confusion. I do indeed mean Darth Vader, but I just like to call him Vader. Silence stretched out for a couple of moments, and this time Zev couldn't even blame Quinn as he was in the exact same situation himself. Apparently Luke could both call Lord Vader Vader and borrow the Nightmarish Spectre's personal comm station to make personal calls. No problem. Somehow it felt like that shouldn't have been as much of a surprise as it was. Right! Quinn finally squeaked. Of course. Silly me. That was enough to shake Zev out of his shock, realize he'd stopped running, and promptly ratify that situation by picking up the pace double time. He needed to get back to his dorm ten minutes ago. Thankfully, he was close enough that within the next fifteen seconds he found himself slamming full tilt into his dorm door, breathing heavily, but having finally made it back, 
Ignoring the surprised sounds over the comm, he fumbled for his code cylinder and managed to unlock the door in an attempt that somehow managed to beat out at least three of his top ten personal door-unlocking fails he'd had over the years, of which all of them had been drunk. When the door finally slid open and he stumbled into the familiar dorm, he took the scene in front of him in with wide eyes. Seated behind their communal comm station was Quinn, black hair falling out of its usually neatly sculpted style like he'd been running his hand through it, and eyes wide enough that, even from where Sev was standing, he could see the white of the sclera around the dark of his eyes. Looking more than a little pale in the face, Zev had to wonder if suddenly meeting Luke hadn't been more than he could handle. Luke, meanwhile, was visible only from the upper part of his body, as he was clearly seated at a bureau of some kind in a chair that looked to be at least two sizes too large for him, and yet with the dress uniform he was once again wearing with a neatness that rivaled some of the portraits in the halls and a happily surprised expression, Zev didn't doubt that he somehow managed to look the most put together out of all of them, despite being present entirely in hollow blue. I take it for the commotion I just heard that Zev has arrived, Quinn? He asked pleasantly. Uh, yeah, Quinn managed to get out, before seeming to finally shake off at least part of his stupor. Yeah, he's... he's arrived. Unable to stop a breathless and incredulous laugh from escaping, Zev decided in the end to just go with it. Yeah, I've made it, he said, more than a little breathless from his run as he crossed the small living room with long strides. I'm here. Thanks for picking up the call, man he directed towards Quinn as he reached the station. When Quinn smiled back faintly when he got up out of the chair in front of the comm station, Zev shot him a grateful look and promptly plopped down in his place, looking into the face of his soon-to-be boss for the first time in two months. "'Hey, Luke!' he greeted as he tried to get his breath under control and pulled a hand through his hair. "'What's up?' Luke chuckled as the blue-banded image of him distorted slightly with his movement— well, not much. Uh, this call was mainly to let you know we've reached the Quant Sector and are en route to the system and planet itself. Luke beamed brightly as he straightened up a bit, like he too was just as excited for Zeb to be able to get out of this hellhole as he himself was. We're still working our way through the annual fleet inspection here, but Vader says we should be done in another day or four, maybe three if we manage to squeeze three ships into one day instead of the usual two, so expect us then. Wait. We... Zev asked as suspicion began to niggle in the back of his mind. I, I don't mean to question stuff that's not my business, but but since when do head engineers have to participate in whole fleet inspection? Not even his dad had ever complained about having to jump between ships for the fleet inspection whenever the gathering rolled around, and if there was one thing his dad liked to complain about, it was the gathering. But Luke merely smiled and shrugged in that disarming manner of his that had Zev's better judgment immediately slammed down on the alarm buttons. It was Vader's idea, Luke admitted with a grin. Apparently, after putting out designs that force an entire fleet into overhauling half its complement of fighters and ships, as well as its troopers' armor, it's only polite to introduce yourself as well. So far, it's also proven useful on more than one occasion. But I'm mostly just here to talk about machines and keep Vader company. Bullshit, Zev thought as the shape of things began to take hold in front of his mind's eye with lightning speed and clarity. Whatever game Lord Vader was playing, there was absolutely no reason for Luke to be introduced to the wider fleet in this manner, if it was about him acting in his capacity as head engineer. Not a single damn military reason for why any engineer needed to be dragged around the fleet. But as a political figure, it made a frightening amount of sense if you forgot all you thought you knew about Lord Vader and simply looked at the cold, hard facts of it all. This was the debut for a major up-and-coming political player, hands down, no doubt about it in Zev's mind. You didn't get to survey a whole fleet next to the person who was effectively its owner if you didn't hold some kind of power over it as well, you just didn't which meant that on some level, Luke was lying about the reason of all this, intentionally or not, and with Quinn in the room, 
He couldn't even ask for clarification. He blew out a breath and resigned himself to asking later, instead choosing to focus on the fact that by now Luke was at least in the same sector as he was. Four more days, then he would finally be able to get out of here, maybe not right away, but with Luke's influence on the same planet, hopefully things would take a turn for the better for him. Smiling tiredly at the hollow projection of the rising star who had promised him freedom, he marveled how that promise currently felt more real than during the entire time he'd had to sit in the classroom alone, taking last-minute exams to get here. So, he muttered, just four more days and I'm getting out of here. Huh. Luke laughed quietly and nodded. Just four more days, Zev. Have you been holding up? And wasn't that just a hell of a question? Badly, he admitted honestly as he looked back on the last few days. The rumors have been getting worse by the day, and the ones spreading them have been getting bolder too. They're now even taking bets on if Dad will kill me once he gets here and how he'll do it. That's how convinced they are of their own personal little narrative. False, they've even begun knocking on our door to solicit answers for their grisly little betting pool. Luke grimaced, and the expression only deepened as Zev continued speaking, something that was immeasurably satisfying to him for reasons he couldn't quite explain. It felt like vindication and finally being seen. "'Don't they have anything better to do?' Luke asked, with a disgusted twist to his mouth. "'Like anything at all?' "'Not at the end of the year they don't,' Zev muttered darkly. "'There may be some distractions, but now that exams are over, everyone is just waiting until the gathering begins.' and gossip is apparently the crowd favorite to keep occupied this year while they wait. Luke pulled a face that matched exactly how Zev felt at the moment, shaking his head in appalled disappointment. And I take it no one is doing anything about it either? he asked, though it didn't sound much like a question to Zev's ears so much as a resigned observation that had been made many times before. Nope, Zev replied, popping the pea with a levity he didn't feel. The staff definitely didn't care before, and even now that I'm essentially a prize delivery for you and Lord Vader, the very most they'll do is not single me out while they have the arrangements for the upcoming graduation ceremony to hide behind as a shield. I've told you once, and I'm telling you again, this place is a hellhole with a shiny, polished facade, and I personally can't fucking wait until you get me out. With a tired smile, Luke dipped his head in agreement towards Zev. We can at least agree on that he murmured with a glint in his eyes that made a shiver run down Zeb's back as he remembered that afternoon locked in a kitchen only a few months and a whole lifetime ago. We're coming for you, Zev, Luke promised quietly, a hint of steel shining through in the soft voice that had Zev's heart pounding. Just a few more days, and we'll be there. We're just over the cosmic horizon. Swallowing around a suddenly dry mouth as the air seemed to be heavy with the same thing that burned in Luke's eyes, Zev nodded slowly. Oh no, he whispered. I just wish I could leave this all behind only a bit sooner. Luke offered him a wry smile and a sense of something that was familiar and not. So do I, Luke admitted. Believe me, so do I. Before Zev could say anything in return, the hissing sound of a door lock could be heard, and from the way Luke looked up and out of frame, it was clear that it was on Luke's side. With barely a second to register that, Zev froze entirely when the next sound abruptly registered itself in the comm station's audio, distant, but as rhythmic and distinctive as only a nightmare could be. The sound of a cycling respirator. For a moment, he could have sworn that neither he nor Quinn even breathed as the sound filled the room, but Luke evidently had no such issue as he smiled brightly to the figure that had undoubtedly just appeared, in a language that Zev wouldn't have been able to name even if you held a gun to his head, 
Luke greeted the figure with an obvious fondness as his hands tracked the path of the recipient of that greeting across the room, the sound of a heavy tread filtering through the comm speakers. A voice as deep as thunder rumbled something back to Luke in that same lilting language, longer than Luke's short greeting had been, and Luke's expression immediately turned serious and contemplative. Replying something back in the same language as the figure still seemed to approach, Luke's answer sounded distinctly like a question. Still not daring to move, Zev glanced over towards Quinn to see if he had any idea of what was being said, only to see that his friend's face had gone entirely blank and mask-like, with his chest heaving in shallow breaths. Well, that answered that. When Vader, and really it could be no one else, replied something back to Luke. Luke sighed but nodded and offered a tired smile, as well as a string of words that Zev still couldn't even begin to make heads or tails of. With that, the conversation seems to be over, as both exchanged a final set of short, painfully fond-sounding words, and the sounds of a heavy tread and distinctive breathing started to fade away again, until they disappeared entirely with the hiss and click of a door sliding closed. Luke sighed as he pulled a hand through his hair, while somehow still looking entirely collected and professional, much to Zev's annoyance. Sorry for that. He apologized with a slight smile that looked closer to a grimace. But Vader came to inform me that we apparently have less time than anticipated. A situation has come up on one of the other ships. Nothing dangerous, don't worry. But still something that needs to be dealt with as soon as we can. I'm afraid we'll have to cut this short. And at that, Luke gave him a look that truly did look for all the world like he'd wanted nothing more than to be able to listen to Zev bitch about the Academy for another... He checked the chrono. Fifty minutes. And really, what was he going to do? Tell Luke that he was upset about Luke not taking out more time of his schedule for this entirely unscheduled call during a week that could be best described as hell on highway lane speeds for most of Death Squadron if his dad was to be believed. Aside from the fact that very soon Luke would be his direct superior and boss, it also just seemed like a petty thing to do when he saw how pale his friend had gone. Luke didn't seem to be bothered by the fact that Quinn looked like he'd just seen not one ghost, but an entire parade of them and gamely forged on in the conversation. Well, Quinn, I know that we've only just met and haven't had much of a chance to speak yet, but I would like to ask you the favor of keeping this conversation and everything you've learned here on the down-low, okay? He said with a smile that was both as disarming as it was effective. As you've probably guessed by now, we've gone through some trouble to conceal the fact that Zev is in contact with us, and we'd like to keep it that way, at least until we touch down on Quat, so we can hopefully control any fallout. After that, the NDA dissolves, and everyone is free to talk about it, but for the next four days, it would be a great help if you could just keep quiet about this. Whether Luke knew what he'd just done or not, Zev couldn't tell, but fact was that by asking a favor of Quinn in the way he had, he had almost certainly cemented Quinn's cooperation with some quick maneuvering, hook, line, and sinker. And sure enough, Quinn nodded quickly, and after fumbling for a moment, squeaked out a hasty, Yes, sir! Beaming at the agreement, Luke offered his own nod. Excellent, thank you, Quinn. Turning back to Zev, he shot him a quick smile, too, as he rearranged himself in the chair yet again. I'll be going now, then. Vader is waiting for me to accompany him to the Stormhawk, and the situation really didn't sound like it would be wise for me to delay. I'll see you soon, Zev. And with that final goodbye and a quick wink, the connection cut out, and both of them were left staring at empty air. Still blinking and feeling somewhat like he was left reeling, Zev breathed out a breath he hadn't realized he'd been holding up until now a slight wheezing sound from next to him telling him Quinn was doing more or less the same. So that just happened. With the events from just now slowly beginning to sink in as the adrenaline started to abate, he let himself slump back in the chair. 
feeling like he'd just run a marathon. And while granted his quick sprint from the roof down to his dorm likely wasn't even more than two clicks of distance, he still felt justified as he took in a couple of deep breaths. Quinn didn't sound like he was doing all that much better, and swiveling around a bit, he saw his roommate slowly stumble over to the couch and heavily sink down with wide eyes. Zev contemplated him for a moment before sighing. You okay, Quinn? That was evidently the wrong thing to say as his eyes snapped up towards him with an incredulous look. Luke motherfucking Lars just calmed our station and you have apparently been in contact with him this entire time in some kind of scheme to apparently bust you out of here, he hissed, voice cracking along the edges. Does it look like I'm okay? He gave Quinn a sarcastic once-over before raising an eyebrow. Not really, no. Frankly, you look like you're someone in need of an iron supplement, he retorted, and he meant it, too. Huffing out an incredulous laugh, Luke raked a hand through his hair. Well, fuck you too, Zev, he muttered, but his tone seemed to carry a spark of levity in it that wasn't there before, so Zev counted it as a victory, at least until he abruptly seemed to remember something as his eyes went wide and sank back into the couch entirely. Oh, holy fucking force on a death stick, Quinn breathed as he stared at the ceiling. That was Darth fucking Vader. That was Darth fucking Vader. Oh, holy fucking force. That abruptly brought something back up that Luke had mentioned while he'd been rushing through the halls, and he boiled it out before he could think any better of it. Luke was also borrowing Vader's comm station. The moment the words left his mouth, his own eyes went wide as the full implications of that sank in. Shit, he muttered as he stared out in front of him, the reality of Luke apparently casually borrowing Vader's property, slamming into him like it had given him a full hip and shoulder tackle, and he had a sneaking suspicion that felt a lot like a pit opening up beneath him. Before he could get too far into his own head, Quinn whined out a low, wounded sound as he slowly tipped over onto his side, looking for all the world like he'd just woken up with a bad hangover instead of what was likely a splitting stress headache. "'Are you supposed to feel like you're throwing up after just having talked to Luke Lars?' Quinn moaned as he slowly rolled onto his back, tossing an arm up over his eyes while breathing deeply. Zev couldn't help the laugh that started out of him. "'From what I can tell, it's only the first two times.' After that, you rapidly get used to the feeling. He got out between only slightly hysterical giggles. I'd say the first two times are the worst, but it generally doesn't really tend to get any better. You just get used to it. Good to know, Quinn whimpered while still looking like he was nursing a hell of a headache. Is he always like that, too? Most of the time, Zev admitted. Sometimes he's far worse, though, but I'm not really at liberty to discuss those times. He generally means well enough, though. Oh, fantastic. Quinn muttered as he heaved out a breath that only slightly shuddered. More things that apparently I'm just going to find out about someday. What the fuck even just happened? How did this day fucking end up here? What the entire fresh fuck? Zev snickered, and Quinn shot him an offended look that only made him snicker louder. Well, he said between bouts of laughter, I believe it started when Luke made a call and you panicked like there was no tomorrow. He promptly ducked under the throw pillow that was sent sailing towards his head and laughed even harder. Stop that, you ass! Quinn said as he promptly chucked another pillow at him, this one nailing Zev square in the face and sending him sprawling, but still not stopping him from hiccuping out laughter, something which only grew louder when he saw the corners of Quinn's mouth begin to twitch upwards as well. It's not that funny! It wasn't, but fuck, he needed the laugh. And Quinn had looked so frazzled by Luke essentially performing a check-in call. Sorry he sputtered out. It's just, it's so stupid. We were freaking the fuck out, and it was just a checkup. Quinn groaned even as he smiled a bit and flopped back down on the couch, 
covering his face. Don't remind me. Fuck, I fucked that up so bad, he muttered into his hands. But he was just suddenly there, and what the fuck was I supposed to do about that? Probably nothing, but I think at least Luke wasn't too bothered, he admitted. And considering the situations Luke had said he'd had to mediate in, that probably didn't say much, but it said enough for Quinn, who relaxed slightly. Well, that's a fucking relief, Quinn growled as he took a third pillow and hugged it to his chest, expressions simultaneously irritated and contemplative. Me embarrassing myself entirely during a checkup call in front of the guy who dazzled the entire motherfucking Senate and the motherfucking force-damned Emperor didn't bother him too much. That's always a relief to know, he bit out sarcastically, before flipping the pillow up and muffling a long groan into it. Zev winced slightly, but got up out of his chair nonetheless to sink down next to Quinn on the couch, patting his friend's head slightly. It's not that bad, he tried to comfort him as best as he could. I had an entire breakdown in front of Luke the second we met somehow ending up confessing things no other living soul knows about me while crying into his arms, and he still ended up hiring me. He just kind of has that effect on people, apparently. Or at least he's used to it. That was enough to make Quinn lower the pillow and look up at him over the satin-trimmed edge. Wait, seriously? Zev nodded. Entirely. I cried like a baby and ended up confessing my entire life story, even the stuff about my dad. Wait, Quinn said as he frowned. Even stuff about the before that we don't talk about. The entire before that we don't talk about? Zav corrected and confirmed. It was the first time I'd spilled the entirety of that stuff to someone. It's just the effect Luke has when you start talking with him. He makes you want to trust and believe and do all that hopeful stuff they always tell you to do towards the Empire and political reliability. That was apparently enough to shock his friend out of his sulk as he just stared up with wide eyes. Holy shit, he muttered and Zev had to admit that that had been pretty much his own reaction once he'd fully realized what he'd done, what Luke had done, and made him do one way or another. Even you? Quinn asked. Mr. Stick it to the man himself. An offended noise escaped him before he could stop it, and he whacked Quinn, who immediately brought up his pillow in defense, snickering underneath it as Zev's smack harmlessly bounced off of it. Stop calling me that, I almost got written up for it. But it's true? Quinn protested with a snicker. Bro, you're about three seconds away at all times from climbing on a soapbox and delivering a whole speech on whatever has got your pants in a twist this time. Don't deny it. It was, but he thought he'd gotten better at hiding it over the years. He'd have to work on that ASAP if he was going to be spending the majority of his time with a guy who apparently was more than happy to go gallivanting about with Darth Vader himself. Shut it, he grumbled to Quinn when he caught his friend, giving him a significant look over the edge of his pillow. The fact that Quinn just snorted at his rebuttal had Zev reluctantly marked down this argument as a decisive loss. Whatever you say, Mr. Sticker to the man, he shot back with a satisfied grin. And anyway, it's nice to know that I'm not entirely hopeless if you got hit like that, too. Zev snorted as he thought back to his own post-Luke freakout in the shuttle back to the Academy. Trust me, you really aren't. I'm not entirely sure what he does to make it happen, but Luke is... he's something different, special. And I've got the feeling that whether or not that's a good thing depends on if you're on his side or not. Quinn hummed thoughtfully and shifted as he readjusted his pillow. His side, huh? He muttered pensively. That sounds big. He sighed and leant back against the couch as he contemplated all that he'd seen only about two months ago. I'm not going to lie, Quinn, he muttered. From what I saw two months ago, it definitely seemed like he was just more than only a head engineer even if he was a head engineer hand-picked by Lord Vader. 
The stormtroopers in his protection detail were absolutely zealous about guarding his safety, and Luke himself admitted that there's something more there. Even my dad and his colleagues seemed to be somehow deferring to him whenever he showed up, even if most of rank protocol was still being observed. And that had frankly been the thing to wig him out the most about it all, how even his dad seems to be genuinely afraid of pissing off Luke, and how none of them seems to be aware of any of the things Zev knew about Luke's past, and exactly how he had believed Luke's potential wrath would manifest in the people around him. Quinn clicked his tongue as he frowned at Zev's words. That does seem like something more than just the latest celebrity on the block, he admitted quietly, and Zev thought that he started to hear some concern in those words. He huffed out a quiet laugh that he didn't really feel and shook his head as he leaned back into the couch. There's something brewing around Luke Laws, Quinn, he muttered as he thought back on all he knew and had come to know about his future boss in the last few weeks, and whatever it is, it's big. You don't just get Darth Vader to act as your chaperone for a fucking gala. Not even one thrown in your honor. It's not even when that gala is thrown by the bloody Emperor himself. You just don't, he insisted as he remembered getting sucked into conversations with the Enigma himself while Lord Vader had been standing right there, quite literally breathing down his neck. You also don't get to borrow his comm station just to check up on someone, Quinn pointed out sounding far calmer, but calm in the manner that Zev recognized as the calm you reached when you were so far beyond panic that you just circled back around to a strangely serene mind space where not even being on fire would be able to change your mood. Or have him negotiate an employment contract for you with the person you want to hire, Zev added on before he could think the better of it. Immediately slapping a hand over his big dumb mouth once he realized what he'd said, even if it was already way too late. Quinn bolted up and flipped over to face him with wide eyes. Come again? He whispered just below his breath. You what? Technically, Zev rushed to say, holding up his hands in defense while Quinn stared him down. This is all still under my NDA and Luke didn't say that I'm allowed to tell you anything more than this. You negotiated a job contract with Darth motherfucking Vader! Quinn interrupted shrilly voice shaking and cracking with each word as he began to squeeze his pillow into a stranglehold. You fucking negotiated with Darth fucking Vader to get a fucking job with Luke fucking Lars! I'm still under an NDA, Quinn, he reminded his friend sternly as he swallowed back the discomfort at the reminder of that evening. It had turned out all right, that much was true, but it still had left him sleepless throughout that night and the next. And Luke asked you to keep this all quiet, he reminded him carefully. I can see why! Quinn whispered, his voice lilting up into a tone that was nearly a shriek at the end. What the fuck have you gotten yourself into, Zev? Good question. He was starting to wonder that himself, with each additional time he was confronted with the reality that he had entrusted his entire future into the hands of someone he had barely met, including information that had the potential to absolutely ruin him and expected it to somehow turn out fine. And he was starting to question it even more frequently now that, against all odds, it seemed that his ridiculously high-stakes gamble had paid off after all. But he wasn't about to admit that to Quinn. NDA, Quinn, he repeated tersely. Now that you have your suspicions about who made me sign it, you should know damn well why I'm not willing to break it. That seems to get through to his friend, and as realization rapidly dawned, Quinn nodded hastily. Right, no more questions, got it. Well, Zev hesitated before sighing, not no questions he admitted. Just not some questions. And he probably shouldn't be encouraging this, but damn it, it was nice to be able to talk about this with someone who didn't have an agenda, 
or was over twice his age, or who just so happens to be a part of the reason for why he was now in this situation, and if I tell you to back off, I need you to do so, Quinn, he hastily added on as Quinn opened his mouth, closing it with a click and an offended look that asked Zev how dare he imply that he would do anything else. Quinn sat back on his haunches and gave Zev a contemplative look. Right, I can do that. Got it, he nodded, squeezing the pillow again, chewing his lip for a moment before asking, What's he like? No need to question who the he in question was. Zev doubted that Quinn would look so eager for an answer if it was Darth Vader he was asking about. Zev huffed out of breath as he closed his eyes, recalling how Luke's presence felt in those few days they'd spent together, getting to know each other and finding their stride in the capacity they both agreed to. He's exactly what you expect, and nothing like it at all, all at the same time, Zev admitted honestly. He's cheerful and kind and compassionate, and a little bit naive and oblivious to the way things work in the core and mid-rim. Like how casual murder wasn't the general order of the day here. He laughs a lot and likes to make people laugh and smile from what I've seen and experienced. Enough so that he could use it as a soothing technique for the people he guarded while on the run. But he's also everything you don't expect, he whispered as he recalled the other half of what Luke was. Dangerous, calculating, perceptive, lethal. He's frightfully intelligent, in more ways than one, and always seems to be one step ahead of the conversation. Blue eyes that looked through him like he was entirely transparent, and his deepest secrets nothing more than surface text. He knows what he wants and will stop at little to nothing to get it. An appointment, an oath of secrecy, an alliance of mutual benefit. And he's good, terrifyingly good at getting people to see things his way and align themselves with him. Secrets that he'd never told another soul, or even really admitted to himself, spilling forth like a waterfall. He sighed as he opened his eyes to look at Quinn, who had gone entirely still and serious by the time he looked over again and smiled wryly. He's a lot of other things, too, he admitted. But I'm not at liberty to tell you about those things either. Luke Lars is complex, though. It's the best way I could describe him. He's good and kind and generous, but there's also an edge to him that speaks of something more. Quinn swallowed heavily at the last word, and his expression shifted as he seemed to realize something. And we're going to be meeting him in four days, or, well, he cut in with a sheepish look, you will. Zev snorted and shot Quinn a significant look. With the way things tend to go around Luke whenever he's in a social situation, I think it's safe to say that you can include yourself with some degree of certainty in a future meeting, Quinn. You just also have to be okay with standing a lot closer to Lord Vader than you ever would have imagined yourself being allowed. That last addendum earned him an immediate grimace as Quinn promptly curled himself around the pillow again. Right. Might skip in that case, not gonna lie, he muttered as he let his chin sink into the pillow. It's not so bad once you're actually in the situation he tried to assure his friend with a smile. Luke controls the flow of conversation pretty well, and Lord Vader seems to be mostly content surveying the crowds, though Luke did tend to drag him into the conversation now and again, each time of which had been minor heart attacks in their own right, but he had a feeling that wouldn't exactly be helpful for Quinn to know right now. For the most part, you can almost forget he's even there during a couple of moments. For the first time in this whole conversation, it seemed one of his reassurances went off without a hitch as Quinn snorted and rolled his eyes. Yes, because I definitely would want to forget about the fact that the deadliest warrior in the galaxy is standing right next to me and observing my every move while talking to someone who you just said 
manages to pry secrets out of people he barely even knows, he snarked. But the tone was light, so Zev counted it as a success. Well, yes, he teased with a grin, and promptly got whacked with a pillow for his efforts. Dream on, Quinn told him dryly. I plan to, he shot back, before grinning even wider. Besides, you'll be able to find out for yourself in a couple of days when you meet Luke and see for yourself how easy it is to talk to him when either Lord Vader or a whole squad of protective stormtroopers is standing right there next to him. Quinn promptly froze up in the middle of winding up a second shot as his expression went slack with realization before scrunching up in apprehension. Ah, shit, he muttered. Yup, Zep said, grin still firmly in place as he popped the pee while his friend had his little crisis. Good luck, dude. Whining at a sound low in his throat, Quinn tucked his pillow back into his chest and rocked over to his side to fall into the couch again. Somehow, he mumbled as he dragged the pillow back up to his chin, four days before the gathering kicks off seems way too short now. And that, that Zev could actually almost agree with. He looked forward to seeing Luke again and getting out of the academy, no question, but to actually have to confront Luke and everything he'd done last time that he somehow still wasn't sure if he regretted or not, that was something he was a lot less certain on. Chewing his lip as he realized the magnitude of what he'd have to confront in a hastily made confession that had proven to carry consequences he couldn't have even imagined back when he made it, he cautiously opened up his mouth. "'You know, Quinn,' he said carefully, "'I think you might be right.' Quinn snorted and shot Zev a flat look. The guy who managed to get you to graduate a year early with support from the staff on a last-minute deadline by virtue of apparently getting Darth Vader recruited into sorting out the problem is now showing up in four days' time with an entire fleet fresh out of an inspection, and you think I may be right, he retorted dryly. Well, when you put it like that. He grimaced and nodded once. We're absolutely not ready, he agreed. We're not, but you know who's even less prepared? Quint said with a pensive look on his face as he stared into his pillow, something calculating in his eyes. Zev narrowed his eyes as suspicion crept up his spine. Who? Quinn looked up, face entirely blank, but with eyes that carried a spark deep inside. Then a slow grin started spreading over his face. The rest of the whole damn academy, he whispered with something odd in his voice, and for Zev it was like lightning struck and broke any remaining tension in the room. Images of what had happened during the last event that he and Luke had attended resurfaced, and a grin spread on his own face to match Quinn's one-to-one. -one. Oh, they're absolutely not prepared, he confirmed with unrestrained glee. The staff have been running around like headless chickens trying to somehow make the upcoming graduation ceremony fit to Luke and Lord Vader's hypothetical tastes. Wait, that's what they've been knocking for, Quinn exclaimed as Zev confirmed with a nod while he laughed, Quinn quickly joining him in howling with laughter as he clapped his hands, gleefully reveling in the staff's own incompetence coming back to bite them. Oh, they must hate that. They would absolutely have killed me a long time ago if it wasn't more valuable to them alive than dead, Zev agreed with faked solemnity before cracking a wide smile. Fortunately, they're all too scared of Lord Vader to risk crossing him by delivering damaged goods. That is so fucked up, but so hilarious, Quinn informed him bluntly with awe he didn't even bother to disguise. But oh, force— he groaned as he buried his face into his hands, grin visible underneath. This is going to be nothing less than chaos, and we can't even tell them if we wanted to. You're not going to tell them, right? Zev quickly rushed to find reassurance, but Quinn was already waving him off. Not for all the credits in the galaxy, bro, 
he stated firmly between snickers. Even if I didn't promise your future boss not to spill the beans, this is way too good an opportunity to pass up. He took a deep breath as he beamed at Zev with a grin that stretched ear to ear. Luke Lars and Darth Vader are going to show up at our school to pick you up. Do you even realize what kind of impact that'll have? There'll be riots. Zev grinned a bit as he imagined the future to come in his mind's eye, knowing that his fantasies of the moment were likely more than a bit, well, fantastical. But hey, it never hurt to dream, right? Admittedly, I have thought about that more than once, and considering how the gala went, I think I have a pretty good idea of what it'll be like this time around. Immediately, Quinn's entire demeanor shifted as he arranged himself into a cross-legged position on the couch and grinned excitedly. Dude, Spill, what's your estimate for how this will all blow up in four days? And maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Maybe he should just tell Quinn that he was under an NDA and had no idea if this would get Lord Vader on his tail for breaking it, and that image still sent shivers down his spine, but it was nice to be able to confide to someone about all this. About all the insanity that was Luke Lars, and the whole plan that had been hatched and was now on a collision course for the Academy just because Zev had confided that he didn't want to walk the path his dad had laid out for him, and maybe also a bit about the satisfaction he took out of being able to pay back the whole hellhole institution in exactly the same coin they seemed to prefer, power, presence, and a penchant for drama. And so he began regaling an enraptured Quinn with all the juicy details from the gala two months ago, along with his own predictions for the future, sharing a secret between the two of them that would carry them through the next four days of harassment and rumors to that long-promised moment of catharsis. Quinn interjected on occasion with theories and observations of his own, and soon enough they were both merrily fantasizing about how the fourth day would go, each theory wilder and more outlandish than the rest, and soon they were laughing at the mere idea of what the faces of the rest of the Academy would look like should all or any of them come true. And as they did so, laughing and joking together over a shared secret, a fleeting thought passed through Zev's mind that shone warm and golden like sunlight. It was good to have friends again. The text of this story is available on AO3. Theme music written by Jack Donkadai, Sputnik, and Sam Gabriel. If you would like to commission me to record a story, voiceover, or character, please get in touch with me using the contact information on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as links to my Patreon page, to which I hope you will consider subscribing to support me, and my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.